Evelyn, thank you for coming on the podcast. We've done one before. We met um, in the Caribbean in St. Lucia, where you're from, about when I was 30 and I'm 35 now, so five years ago. Before you were 30. Before I was 30, that's right. I turned 30 and we had that that incredible experience on my 30th birthday, meditating and that was all like pre-limbed by our experience meeting one another and yeah, you, you feel like we chat so often and you feel like just absolute family to me and I... When, when all this stuff has been like all the chaos that goes on in the world I love just calling you to hear your perspective on it because to me you have a state of being that I would say is enlightened the way you see the world you, the way you, you're connected to earth the way you're connected to the universe you can see things I certainly most times can't see and um, and I think your your view in this time I'll be fascinated hearing your experience on all that stuff. And I know we've been chatting beforehand and you've got some things to say, so I'm really looking forward to jumping in it. But yeah. <laughs> um, how are you, first of all? <laughs> I am really good. And yes, by the way, you are definitely, when I first saw you, I knew that this was definitely the brother that somebody separated from me at birth. And I feel like I know you so well, I feel like I probably changed your diapers. <laughs> like your big chocolate sister you know and so yeah. you've always felt immediately like you you lived with me and my brother for like a, um, over a month yes. after we met you know yeah. in St. Lucia so you're you family for sure um I feel good I feel really good I I, I took um when everything happened with COVID starting with COVID I mm. knew something cosmic was happening that I wasn't really understanding um, and, um, I actually closed down my business for a while and, um, with my clients and yeah. I secluded myself in the woods. Um, because for me, when I, when COVID first scared me, not from a, a physical health perspective, but I know for a fact that everything that reflects out when I see it, it's a reflection of something in myself. And I panicked because I wanted to know at the time I was getting ready to move back to Greece. And I remember I panicked because I thought, oh, my gosh, what is reflecting here? Where are my borders? Where are my judgments that I'm trapped here? F-U-C-K. <laughs> what? Where? What? No, for me, it was like I was I, I, my friends. I had to withdraw from my friends because I was freaking out that I didn't understand where am I stuck here? And so I, I needed to check out. Mm. And I started doing a lot of breath work and a lot of inner journeys and meditating and uh and that was so important for me to stay centered because I mm. can't be, um, a lot of people rely on me for balancing, you know, and advice. And, and I couldn't be there for them if I didn't know um, how to put my mask on first, no pun intended, before putting it on someone else. <laughs> and so I feel good. I feel, I feel the best. This is probably, you know, this is absolutely the best I've ever felt in my body on, in, in this time, in this mm. lifetime, mm. for sure. One thing we chatted, I know we've got a few points to get to. One thing that I liked you drawing the parallels with just before we jumped on the call is the I can't breathe, the Amazon, the lungs yeah. of the earth burning. Well, one of the things quite quickly, I quickly do want to say that if somebody wants to know why Jeremy and I were even talking about doing an update to our first podcast, um, we did a podcast over a couple of years ago about black, um, the whole planet is black and our, our oneness. Mm. As, a, as a collective, it's too much. We don't have enough time to go through that in the podcast today, Jeremy, but I would love if you could like re-upload that 
and then add the reading list to that for the listeners. So they'll kind of understand where, why we're not really focusing on that, even though I do believe systematically um, the racism in America is related to the fact that African-American or black history before colonization um, and slavery is not taught in the curriculum in the schools. Um, and as a result, white people don't understand the, the uniqueness and the history of Africans, including that being part of their history. Mm. Um, and blacks will continue to hold the victim role because they only know themselves from this perspective of America as as victims, as slaves. Mm. And uh, until we like change the curriculum, that will continue. Mm. In the United States, um, history is the only subject in the educational department that is mandated by politicians instead wow. of the, uh, the Department of ed Education. So the weaponizing of, of, of history of Africans, a.k.a. human history, contributes to the, the, the racism system um, in America. So but the podcast we talked, our first podcast covers a lot of that. And there's a reading list that people are now interested if they want to do some more research. So, um, which brings us to the second level of this, because Jeremy and I were already priming. Weren't we already priming for this today? We didn't know it was going to be this, hmm. but we talked about this um, before, and we kind of, we could have almost predicted this. Yeah, the chaos and the yeah, you know, in a in a in a weird way. Touching on your point there, but like the history, there's that comedian, I sent you that link where, where oh. like, let us never forget 9-11, let us never forget. Yeah. And then it's like, but yeah, let's right. quickly forget slavery. My interest in, because I lecture, as you know, occasionally African history before colonization, is that I do want to get not just white people, but I wanted to really, with my lectures that I do when I have time, is to get blacks to see themselves beyond the victim stage. Because until you see yourself past the victim stage, you will, and you're holding the hat as a victim, you will always, it's just the law, it's just rhythm, it's just the seven hermetic principles. You are going to have to have an opposite, an adversary. So then if you feel like a victim, you will automatically have to manifest a victimizer. So if, because if that's all you know yourself as, you will always give birth to victimizers. So right. I want through, through African history, which is global history and humanity's history before slavery and colonization, we get to um, uh, get past the holding the hat of being the victims, which is really important. Um, until we see, we understand African history before the, 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 the being victims as slaves and, and, and being people that were colonized, Africans especially need to um, understand, well, the history has to be taught. Otherwise, you're going to perpetuate a, 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 a group of people that see themselves as victims. And as the, it's universal law, you cannot have a, um, one without the other. It's just classic. So you have to, if we're, if Africans feel like, Africans and black people feel like victims because they only know themselves in the history taught in America as victims, they will always manifest their victimizer. So for us to end that cycle, we have to teach actual African history before colonization and slavery, which is really rich and full and it's global and it's a human, it's a history of humanity, which is what our podcast we did covered. And that's why yeah. I don't want to, I don't think we want to, we have enough time to cover that here, but that's the point of stopping the weaponization of history in this cycle of racism, because why is it that politicians are the ones that mandate how history is taught and what aspect of history is taught in the, in the educational um, system in America? Mm, mm. Um, coincidence? I don't, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I don't think so. 
So, so tell me what your feeling is about COVID and George Floyd and um, the, the broken human spirit. Well, well, it was in, what's, in, what's amazing about that, when, through my meditation, I do a lot of inner journey and inner work. And I'd already started addressing co- um, COVID through meditation in my lungs. I really wanted to start understanding what was reflecting in my lungs, which I know relates to my spirit. Spirit, by the way, the etymology of spirit means, the old etymology of spirit means to breathe. Mm. Just um, So when I, when COVID came about, I really, for me, I wanted to understand why was COVID manifesting? What was wrong with my spirit that COVID was, what it was, that it was manifesting in the reality, in the mirror world, as I call it, in this way? And which is why I took that time. And I went in and I, I started really working with within my lungs and understanding the, the, the house of my spirit, which is the lungs, um, and, and the spirit being the messenger of the soul to the body and to the spirit. When you have this clear lungs, clear, you know, you can clear, you have that divine breath. You can think more clearly. Mm. You can make better judgments because the spirit really, the mercury in the myths is the messenger of the God, the God, the soul, the mm. heart. And so all of that for me started really making me go deeper and do more inner work on my my spirit and connecting my my message, my spirit to me, the soul and my body. And then when all of this came, you know, about with with George uh, Floyd, all of a sudden I had to take it back in again. And I and then the, the, all the dots started clicking because I was already always I do journeys when I do meditation. I actually go inside of my body, including my lungs. And it started, the dots started clicking and my mind went back to the Amazon fires last mm. year. And I, I, I remember that was really, um, really painful for me to watch because I, I, I'm very connected to nature. Uh, I consider trees mm. <laughs> my best friends, yeah. literally. Um, mm-hmm. I hug them to, you know, to the, the curiosity of some of my neighbors. <laughs> but um, the point is, I, I thought... My like my spirit was telling me to look at that one too. look at the, the correlation with the Amazon fires and COVID mm-hmm. and George Floyd. I mean, George Floyd, because what did George Floyd say as he was dying? I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, spirit, as I said, the old etymology of spirit is to breathe. Hmm. The Amazon being the lungs of the planet uh, 20% of our air comes from the Amazon, burnt down mercilessly last year. And most of us stood by, well, and especially the ones that had the power to make change and did nothing. Again, the collective spirit of the planet was being choked and we did nothing, mm. right? Um, the collective breath, the Amazon was screaming, I can't breathe, I'm burning. Mm. And we did nothing. And COVID came and the, the 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 side of the, the effects of COVID, the manifestation, the physical manifestation of COVID, um, is of a respiratory nature where it really impacts your 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 respiratory system, which are your lungs. Again, the ability to breathe. And then George Floyd, and I really started seeing, mm. wow, this is big. This is big. This is this is not just a human issue. This is a, or an American issue. This is a this is a global. Mm planetary cry for help for a spirit that 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 is broken mm. that can't breathe 
And what happened after what, so the, the plant has a really interesting metaphysical way of healing itself. I think it was really gentle with us um, through COVID as much as people may see the negative aspects of COVID. But as I related to this, this, this global change, we had through COVID an opportunity to clear the air of that, physically clear the air of the planet. And physically, what that did for our, our respiratory systems, we were able to take a step back and breathe. Mm. The cleanest air any of us have breathed in our entire lives in bodies on this planet since the last, I don't know, 50 years, mm. right? Can you imagine a baby being born in China actually breathing during COVID for the mm. first time? coming into, into a country like China that has so much air mm -hmm. pollution. So we were able to have this grace to clear the air, to clear the lungs, to be able to breathe. And then we needed to then hear the message cosmically because, you know, we, we sometimes look for the messengers that look like all these wonderful little Christmas <laughs> toys. But no, then George Floyd, the mar you know, martyred himself on a soul level, in my mm -hmm. perspective saying the word that we couldn't hear the planet say, saying the word that we couldn't hear our spirit say was, I can't breathe. My spirit is broken. And, and, and then that really started impacting me. And then I really, for a while, because I work on, on the more of on the metaphysical plane of the reality where I look at everything from a higher perspective. At first, I didn't even want to look at the news because it was just so dismal, mm. but, but, to heal, we have to see the, the suffering, right? We have to see the pain. We have to feel all of it. In yoga, you're a yogi, you know, um, it's called the samskaras, right? You have to bring them up to clear. And so that's what this, this, this protest is about. It's bringing up all of our collective samskaras. You know, it's like as a Caribbean person, there's racism in the Caribbean. We have the audacity. If I find a Caribbean person pointing fingers at America right now, I will have to sit them down and have a, a conversation because we have systematic colonial racism still in the Caribbean with white um, Caribbean people towards the blacks, but also the blacks in the Caribbean that have this um, racism towards each other because of the, the hue of our skin mm. tone that I personally experienced when I was growing up. So this is allowing us to all look at our collective um, shadow because our spirit was broken and now it's, it's time that our spirit comes is woken back up and all of this playing out is the ref inner, the outer reflection of what's going on inside of us, and that's to do with that um, quote that you said: "You, you, you, you without sin can, can cast the first stone." Yeah, you without exactly, exactly, because that's not one of us, yeah. and that's the point. We we will we will miss the point with our these beautiful young people. What I what what would I find so inspiring? You know, I'm mm. a grandmother mm. of a four year old mm. boy who's like this this mega mind superhero. Yeah my mentor, hmm. you know, and, and, and I've seen one of the things about the protest that's really especially uplifting is the fact that most of the protesters are largely between the ages of under 30 to like nine, mm. eight, you know, you see them all out there. I have a little friend of mine, Liam, he's 13 years old, little like Venice surf boy. And he's out there with his black friends that, he, you know, he, that's what those are his boys marching because he's like, wait, he's 13 finally able to turn on the news on his own going, wait a minute, what? They saying Kyle is different from me? <laughs> Hell no. And so, you know, and so I'm saying it's the younger people and we owe it to them to really be honest on all mm. levels um, and take responsibility and accountability 
for all of our shadow that's reflecting, not just from the perspective of racism, the women's movement started it with Me Too, then the gay rights movement, then our own inhumanity to our neighbors, our community, our families, our our nature family, mm-hmm. ourselves, because we, we're usually most brutal to ourselves, I find, in the work that I do, yeah. especially, that we're very hard on mm-hmm. ourselves. So we have to collectively take ownership for that because we owe it to the people, especially that are out on the front lines, the young people in particular that are, are screaming, we want a world that reflects all of us. We owe it to them to now look at the big picture, be honest. They're forcing their white parents and their white grandparents to talk about stuff they never talked about. They're, the, we're, they're forcing those, those conversations to happen. And we have to say, they're saying, to their parents, for the white kids that are out there protesting and the white um, young people, they're saying to their moms and their dads and their uncles and the racism, the racist family members, they're saying, you need to ask for forgiveness. By their protest, that's what they're saying. They're saying we're not old enough yet to be part of that system where we're, we're going to continue by voting in those laws because a lot of us can't vote yet. But they're saying through their protest that we want you guys, mom and dad and grandpa and mm-hmm. auntie, to ask for forgiveness. Mm. And as the as on our side, and what when when you talk about soul healing on a personal but even a collective level, our responsibility as as the the quote unquote victims in this place is to say, I hear you, I forgive you. Because we are not going to heal unless we we we, we forgive. And, and then the next level of that, which is really the one that some people find it hard to take, is the compassion. But I, I really believe in applicable forgiveness and the compassion. The trick of that one so is, you, like, I, how would you suggest people bring about that forgiveness in themselves when maybe the system isn't changing? Or, like, you know, at what point do they, they bring about compassion? Well, well, the compassion has to come from at least start with those of us that 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 may look at it a little differently because you can't only change you can't change the world you can change yeah. yourself. So if we look at the collective, it will be overwhelming, yeah. right? So work on yourself yeah. first, and 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 how do you apply how you how do you apply forgiveness and compassion and apply forgiveness and apply compassion? You vote to change the laws. You call your politicians. You make those changes on a local level. That's applicable compassion and ap- applicable forgiveness. It's saying that, you know what, I may not even completely see it. I may be wrong in this. I may not even completely get it, but I'm going to vote to change it. And we need that to yeah. happen, right? And that's 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 the, 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 the goal. But then also the compassion has to come for, as a spiritual um, evolved soul, and which is, which is what I, I have worked towards being now, my in my deepest meditation, because I, I take nothing, I get none of my information from the outside of mm. myself, and sometimes that comes off crazy, mm. but that's okay. We just go deep into me- meditation an awful lot, and and quiet, quiet yourself, and and get inside of myself literally, and get get in that distance from your, like anyone that meditates knows when you get a di- distance and a perspective. And you can actually watch yourself and your pain stories and everything that you are locally and start begin to witness that from a distance. And then from that point, you can start to tune into, you know, a wider, more expansive state of consciousness that may be connected to the everythingness. This same kind of states you get to with DMT or ayahuasca, I trust. I've only done DMT, I haven't done ayahuasca. But um, I hear 
Correct. And, and that's right. And then that went through doing that work is where the compassion for the victimizers came up for me. Um, and the, I, 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 I say the, the compassion for the victimizers, and I'll tell mm. you why. <laughs> I, and I, I direct experience because I had to um, have compassion for my, vic, my, my childhood victimizer, mm. not because I read I had to or a therapist told me I had to, but through one of those states of deeper inner work, I, a voice inside of my heart said to me, it's not your place to judge him. You must love him and forgive wow. him. Wow. And my heart opened up and I cried in bliss. And I called my, my victimizer and I said, I love you and I'm so sorry. But God told me that I shouldn't be judging you. Now, mind you, he didn't understand what the belief I was talking about. <laughs> never seen himself as a victimizer. But that wasn't even the point. But, but, but for, for <laughs> I know, right? But a lot of times, but a lot of times, and I'll tell you why. What we know to be true is not, and I know to be true for me, is that I'm not, I'm a soul in a body. And as a result, this, this outer world is a classroom with teachers. And how are we going to learn without the embodiment of these experiences? So let's go to the victimizers that are playing out this role for us as our teachers. I, I you know, just look at this. And this is the part that everybody, I want for us to take a step back. Mm. Take a deep breath and listen to me through your heart. Take your ears and your eyes and put it in your heart and listen to what I'm about to say. It's very easy to come in as a victim in body. I know it sounds like, a, like I'm saying something that sounds absolutely crazy. As a soul, I'm speaking to you as a soul. It's very hard to come in as a soul in body to, to agree to play out and to teach me how to be a better person by being my monster. It's very hard. And when you go inside of yourself and find yourself as a soul, you have so much I have built and understood and had so much gratitude for my teachers that had to come in body as my monsters. And, and that's really important because how else... Would we know who we are if someone did not come first in body as whatever, the police officer, the president, Donald Trump, to say, well, to show you what we, we now know collectively that we're not. The system is very hard to identify when it doesn't have a face. But for a soul to come in and say, I will show you the system embodied and I will be your monster so you can see yourself as one and not me. And it reminds me of Jesus in the Bible. And I, I mean, I am a very spiritual person. I'm not a religious person. But I remember the first time, well, however you feel about the story of Jesus, that's not the point. The messenger that came the last time came in pure and beautiful. Nice, fuzzy beard and, you know, indescript. He looked like all of us. Shoot. Like the, the ancient Dwayne Johnson, you know, he looked like all of us. We could all relate to him. And and he told us we were all one. Right, right? Because what did you, I mean, Jesus, I mean, like, think about it. If you're going to, like, update Jesus, I mean, who's better to, to, to be that guy, right? But um, he came in and he told us, right, according to the teachings, because I wasn't there, that we were light. We were all sons of God. By the way, and not S-O-Ns of God, but S-U-N-S. Because from what I read and what I get internally about my inner Christ is there's no way that 
the Christ, Christ would have excluded women out of this narrative, which is one of the reasons why we treated women so horribly for so long is because there was a complete exclusion of women in the narrative of humanity. So we were sons of God, AKA a son and a light. You have to look at the parables and the metaphor as esoterically. We were the light, but we didn't believe him. He said, you're pure and what I can do, you shall do also. We didn't believe him. The religious orders hijacked the words and said, yeah, now that, well, let me tell you what he said. What he said was, well, what happened was he said that uh, you need me to tell you how to repent from your sins because you're terrible and you're, you're evil. And, you know, Descartes actually had it right when Descartes said, as a man thinks, so is he, or something to that effect of the mind being governs our behavior. Because we, because we thought we were evil, because the churches and the hierarchy back then of the religion told us that we were evil and that we needed to be safe from our evil, as hard as we tried, we, we, we acted like the monsters they told us we were. You know, we acted it out. And we didn't believe what this messenger told us and said, hey, look at me. I'm one. We're all one. We're all love. We're all children. We're all children of God. We're all sons of God. So what are you going to do if your children aren't listening to you when you showed them the nice way? What would you do? You come back as the monster because they didn't believe themselves as you when you said this is what you are. So you're going to have to come back. I'm just saying this is me doing my inner work as the monster going. And then what, what has happened since we saw this thing that we all of us are going, that's not me. That's not me. I don't feel that way. I'm not racist. You know, Black Lives Matter, all this other stuff. We're going, Donald Trump is definitely not me. That police officer is definitely not me. That's not, I'm not a monster. But pause again. Listen to me inside of your heart. Isn't he, though, us? Doesn't he look like us in some way? Aren't we <laughs> the boogeyman somewhere in our lives? And if we were going to, if you were going to wake up a community, what does the Messiah do, right? What is the, what is the, you know, everybody's waiting for this Messiah, this Messiah. What was the role? What, how do you define a Messiah? A liberator and a uniter of the consciousness on a global level. But we were looking for like a real nice buff Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? not Donald Trump. <laughs> not Donald Trump. <laughs> God, at least make him attractive. <laughs> Making him attractive. I will. <laughs> but what has he done, though, Jeremy, little brother? He has unified us, and we're now looking at him and looking at ourselves, going, wait, 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 wait. All the police officers, all the people. Is that me? Oh, no. We're all one. That was the message to, be, for, to begin with, but you didn't hear it. It's like that rap song goes, but you didn't hear me, though. <laughs> so, you know, what if what if Trump is the Messiah that we've been waiting for? I mean, it is the apocalypse. <laughs> That's one thing we know for sure about 2020 is that when like the bushfires, the Amazon fires, I don't think were the Amazon fires in 2020. They were last year, weren't it's they? Tw 2019. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The prep work. But, but the prep work for the apocalypse. <laughs> and, and COVID and like alien, like the fucking Pentagon finally Everything. admitting that there's UFOs, you know, like. The Everything. That this made us, you and I, they made us feel crazy about. Because we had, I mean, don't we have these conversations all the time? Yeah, well, like, of course there's other fucking, I mean, even or any scientist <laughs> that looks out into the 
it looks out there is a dickhead if they don't go there's no life out there yeah. <laughs> and i'm going to say something that's going to probably wear out um, um, uh, make a lot of people like roll their eyes but i have to tell you when when donald trump got elected i was in rishikesh meditating in bliss at the base of the himalayas Amazing. by the, Ga- the ganges river i went to bed i just knew Hillary was going to win, you know, I was like, okay, I'm just going to, I didn't care, but honestly, when you're in, in Rishikesh, you don't care, yeah, yeah. there's no suffering, you're so inside of yourself, you're about to reach Nirvana, <laughs> I was so close, I was just sitting at the Ganges weeping, the fish, the Ganges is so clear, I can see the fish, and I wake up the next day, and my phone's blowing up, Donald Trump won, and I will tell you what, what I did, this black girl did, this black woman, <laughs> I was, yes, 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 finally, I told you that, yes, I did, I was like, finally, why, yes, finally, and I'll tell you, I've always loved him, and I'll tell you why, not for the reasons that people think, I remember saying to what, uh, some of my other friends within the spiritual community that happened to be black, we were going, aha, finally, a wolf in the White House in wolf's clothing, finally, Hmm. finally, An honest representation. Of the politics of our country. I was so elated. Mm. We're like, oh my God. So please, it was like, get the popcorn, the wine, whatever you need, the tea, the soma, whatever Mm. you need, because it's about to get really, really real in here. Yeah. We knew it when he came in. And so what was really funny when I say I love Donald Trump, is because he shook up our consciousness in a way that no other president in my that I can remember in history has done. Not even Abe Lincoln, because we didn't even have um, uh, the whole world wasn't uniting against slavery and the way that social media has. I mean, slavery really modern day slavery, racism. Mm. Um, the way that the whole world has united through social media and being able to share our voices collectively. Mm. But he did that. You know, in the Bible, it's what is the Bible. I love quoting scripture um, and, and to the chagrin of some of my like church going people. They're like, well, you didn't read it. I'm like, I actually read it a lot better than a lot of you do. Um, <laughs> but it's no competition, but is, bitches. But <laughs> but it's yeah, it's no competition. You know, I read it inside of my heart. Right. I love that. I mean, did you see, I I mean, look at my Bible. My, look at my, my Bible. I, I don't even read new Bible. My Bible is over 200 years old. OK, I'm like. Like, so I say to say, are you, um, are you spiritually flexing? I'm spiritually, yeah, of course. Yes. You know me, you know, I, I mean, I am definitely, uh, I love, I mean, I definitely love my shadow. I have to say that's one of the reasons I can do though. I can see it on both perspective. I, I, I flex yeah, yes. yeah. Um, um, I because it. I believe there's no, there's no reason for ignorance. Now you're on YouTube looking at some foolish video about somebody twerking, um, why don't you Google Manly P. Hall and his lectures? Why don't you like, you know, re-get the mm. esoteric Bible dictionary, you know, something. Mm. So, um, but the point is when... Something um, that, when just anything wants, that doesn't make you less dumb. <laughs> less dumb. Because <laughs> beauty fades dumb. It's forever. Mm. Judge Judy, my favorite philosopher of all times. And that's what I tell all the kids in my life when somebody says, you're so, you're so pretty. I tell my, I tell my grandson to tell him, oh, you're so handsome. He always, he breaks out right away, but I'm smart too. Cause, cause Yaya says beauty fade dumb is forever. <laughs> forever. <laughs> that's so True funny. Story. But he's, you know, he is like, I love him. I love him. I love everything about him. 
Well, it's, it's um, a manifestation of the shadow is what you're saying there, isn't it? Like, the shadow. Which is, and he's the, our teacher. He's our teacher. And therefore the teacher. He's our teacher. Because you're right. Any, when you go on that journey of like looking at your pain and your story, you become aware that that's your greatest teacher because nothing would have made you change or grow. Nothing like like the, that nothing. pain just did because it forces you to reflect and find a part of yourself that can transcend the pain. And, the, and the, it's within that that is your capability of unification healing. and healing. Yeah. Healing. And this is the, the samskaras that are coming up now through this, this, the, the whole planet globally, not breathing, including the environment. I mean, how happy were we for the nature, like having oh. block parties? You could, you could hear the birds. The birds were literally wrapped. They were like literally break dancing in the trees yeah. through COVID quarantine. You could see that. That's what you have this calmness that I think is, I called you a couple of days after George Floyd and that video obviously is just like, I have no idea what it's like for to be black in America or to be black, period. So I'm never speaking on that behalf. It's just just watching that as a human being absolutely enraged me. And I suppose that's what like Killer Mike was talking about it, like it's murder porn. And it has this, um, you know, because this stuff's going on an awful lot. But it's there's something about it that is is just burning through the veins of everyone at the moment with the protests and the riots. But I, I say that all to say I, when I called you, you were just incredibly calm. It was so bizarre. <laughs> it was just like, like I was fucking like, this is so fucked. And you were just like really calm. And, it's, and could you talk us through that, that was- mindset again of where you, where you are at with it or where it's like – where it's well, just so it's, much it's, the witness well, for, for everyone it's the witness is so being the witness is so important and this is why and it's not to, sorry and, and i just just quickly interject it's it's important not to say that you don't feel the pain and you haven't had the of emotional the human pain. experience oh yes yes i yeah i feel the pain i feel the pain i feel it i bring it into myself because i really believe not metaphorically but through actual direct experience and i teach it through my course enlightenment now I mean, I have clients that are medical doctors, you know, mm. that especially that have been reaching out to me. Some of my all my clients are reaching out to me to help them find balance. And when they talk to me, their reaction is the same. Like, wait, you're calm. Um, mm. Can we do a session? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. I want and my my thing is I'm calm because everything that I see, I I go, hmm, that's me inside of me. Remember, you and I talked about this before. I, every time I meet someone, I meet I I, the I meet them as that's me. That's me. Mm-hmm. And so I I don't. This is not metaphor. Metaphor. I actually live that life. Yeah. So whatever is playing out in the mirror world, in the out world, I go, oh my gosh, where's that inside of me? Let me find it. Mm-hmm. Let me find out what it's about. Is it something I need to heal? Let it talk to me within sight within me. And I have seen my entire life shift. On the, in the mirror world, because I don't, um, I don't accept, I, I don't accept that I can't control anything within me, but the, on the outside world that I can't fix inside of me. So I would say the first wave of the, the first wave of healing on a very organic, personal level, where it's not overwhelming, is to sit with yourself. You don't have to put it on Instagram. Oh, look at me! I'm about to meditate. You know, come on, really. Um, or I'm about to do my, you know, like my inner work and my shadow work, and I want to post about it. No, sit. <laughs> you know, the, I mean, I don't have social media, but I think that's what they do on social media. 
about to but, get down but, my shadow, shut those eyes. <laughs> I'd be like, do sketches and shit and like, like want to be like, yeah, I just did shadow work. I feel so calm. No, no, that's not sustainable. Um, uh, it's, it's just a bit, really... a bit too much of a distraction. But I can also understand people sharing about it and promoting it. Of course. Yeah. I agree. But the shadow work cannot be posted on Instagram <laughs> with a filter. You know, Donald Trump has no filter. Okay, your shadow does not want a filter. Yeah. It wants to be expressed within the dark. Yeah. It wants you to, it wants to have a day with you. Like Rumi said, treat every emotion like a visitor. Some of them we want for just one year, 2020. We just want the shadow. We're going to entertain the shadow for one year. And then he's going to have to go. Um, but I say it to say you can, the control you have when you start doing that, wow, where's that reflecting inside of me? And it's a simple practice of just sitting in contemplation. If whatever your spiritual practice is, uh, you can use that as the backdrop to contemplate. It could be through meditation or breath work, but start asking your heart. Cause what I do is I, I don't make a decision in my life without literally going inside of my heart. I, I used to hear the saying, Oh, listen to your heart, follow your heart. So I started applying that directly and my heart is my, is my guru. It's me. Mm. And so I'll take the question in my heart and I'll say, where's this reflecting inside of me? Mm. And I'll sit in a quiet space and as simple as that sounds. And I journal after just automatic journal. Sometimes it will come up in later, but you have to recognize when you start recognize when I suggest, I don't like to tell people what to do, but when we, when I started recognizing that everything that was happening in the reflection in the mirror was an actual reflection of my inside of me. When I started doing the work inside, it was easy to fix. Cause otherwise mm. it's like clearing, you know, you ever tried this, you have smudge on your face and you're trying to wipe it out of the mirror instead of your face. That's, <laughs> that's foolish, right? That's, that's the same principle of, as looking at someone else and trying to fix their problems and not f- fixing your own. Exactly. It's never going to happen. So, that's my suggestion for the way to start working on getting that calm yeah. because it gives you so much power. And the reason why you're, you're actually, the, if there's a, you could say there's a day, a system that wants to distract you with outside world stuff yeah. is because the system recognizes as soon as you turn the focus inwards to see where it's existing inside you, you will find where the controls are Yeah, and you can change them and make them disappear in a split Second. It's amazing. And this is part of what your course teaches, which I'd love to just give, shine yeah. a bit of a light on at the moment because it's incredibly empowering. Like, So your whole premise of it is that you are the guru. You don't need a guru. Like enlightenment, you, you can find enlightenment now yeah. through within. And that's that's right. And I and I, I, I just I, I feel like again so appreciative of you just sharing this information with people f- through the podcast here, and because it, your time is valuable and your insight is in, is invaluable, so it, I just really value it. <laughs> oh, thank you. And I, you know, I value you. <laughs> you know what? It's so funny because you. It's so funny. You're my sibling, so it's so really nice. First of all, you're always so respectful and honor me. But you know, you are my little brother, so you know this formality. I really appreciate you. You know, because when we talk, it's like you know we're chewing gum and uh, you know. Mm. Let us not forget. <laughs> like, let us not forget. Let, let us not forget. <laughs> so it's really I'm honored and I'm grateful. Um, but yeah, the course I teach and I have you know I teach it right now. It's on a very limited scale. I'm launching it later in the summer 
um, officially online is, of course, um, I share it with like my, my clients um, on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And it's called Enlightenment Now because the truth of the matter is that um, I love what Galileo says, which one of his best sayings in my book is, you can't teach a man anything. You can only teach him how to find the answers within himself. Wow. And that's that's the premise of enlightenment now. Mm -hmm. And all of the ancient priest craft and priest and 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 and, and, and religious um, uh, teachings before it got co-opted and hijacked by monarchies mm -hmm. um, for profit um, knew that the only path to self for a soul to find actual salvation. And this was this was well known was when they started looking for salvation within themselves. And even they, when we hear in the Bible the kingdom of God is within the hijack of the, the religious, the, the corrupt religious order. I'm not saying the religious order is all corrupt, but the, the level when it was controlled by the monarchs editing our Bible, AKA King James. Mm. Yes, he was a monarch. And so was Constantine. He was a monarch editing what the people, how the people understood the teachings of, of the Christ consciousness. It was about the kingdom of God is within and that was not a metaphor that I've discovered that literally that the king and you, we just, you, any yogi, any deep meditator, any teacher at Tertole, Deepak Chopra, you, um, all the people that are really um, evolving their souls know that you could not, you cannot, you would have never gotten to the awareness where you are had you not literally gone inside and said, OK, where is this supposed kingdom within? And I'm going to break down the walls until I find it. And um, and that's it. So enlightenment now it's it's teaching you all the processes. And there's a lot of it's like an initiation, um, like it's more of an initiate esoteric teachings of the deep inner work. So you go inside of yourself very viscerally and connect to your entire self as as a soul and using that connection as a portal to understand the universe and decode all of the mirror world and what's happening in the outside reflection that you're seeing. Mm. Incredible. It's so incredible. I can't wait for the online version so it can be accessible by more people and the current one you're yeah. teaching, like say, to you do it out of Atlanta, right? So you talk. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I, well, I have, I have clients all over the world within the, cause I, my clients, the way I work, I work remotely in some cases. So, I mean, I have clients, my clients are also not necessarily your typical spiritual mystics like we are. My, I have a client now, one of my clients that's doing my course is a heart surgeon. Mm. Um, and another one is an attorney. Um, you know, I have, so the, the, the course is for, it's really um, empower. And I, I have a client, I have um, doing the course that's a shaman um, because, you know, it's, it's, it's all about finding that, that, that enlightenment. Cause what is break down the word enlightenment in light in men, the light within it's, mm. you know, mm. And so we, we, that's what we're doing. And, and this is what is coming up now, though, mm. by the mm. way, going back to Donald Trump. When I, I joked with you and I was like, you know, well, he did say he's going to come back like a thief in the night. Did he? You know, and well, I don't know, in the, in the teachings, you know, when you talk about the teachings of, of, of the Bible, that the Christ, the Christ said that he'll come back. He'll come back as a thief in the night. And when you think about practically how to break down a system, nobody has ever been able to fix the system if they were not inside of on the inside of the system. So there, no teacher could have taught us the way Donald Trump is teaching. Hmm. 
because he came in he came in inside of the system embodying the system yeah. had you and i tried to do that look at what happened when this messenger supposedly came as the guy of the people mm. he was killed on a cross yeah <laughs> yeah, isn't it amazing? You know, so so, just, it's such a weird. I mean, first of all, so unfortunate for the local soul of Donald Trump to, or, or the likes of Donald. Yes. Those dark people that have to embody such darkness in order to bring everyone else home. Which is why they need our love. Which is why they need when we leave our bodies one day. We, if we don't send compassion and love and forgiveness and gratitude for these teachers, we will be really disappointed. We will miss the point because when he leaves his body one day. And we have, we will have all evolved as a, a global unified one humanity. Mm. We will owe it to him and the others like him mm. that came in as the wolves. The other sh- and, and, and I actually step back back a bit. I'm sorry. You just I'm editing myself right now and saying, as the sheep yeah. dressed in wolves' clothing. Ev, have you? I'm just thinking for someone that might be listening that is deep in the pain story or the pain feelings, how would you guide them? Like if it's a little meditation or some pointers or some things to do on a daily basis, because I know like you've been there, you you know, you've been in this immense pain experience mm-hmm. regarding it. And I, I, I've cried a lot through this. I mean, I've sent you videos. I, I started binge watching the pain yeah. because I, I tend to work on a different space. And so, um, when I decided, I then I, you know, I prepped myself. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to like completely submerge myself in the pain. So yeah. um, I didn't run from it. Yes. So what would I suggest now? And that as well as the fact that in your direct life experience, like a lot of these people that are so enraged, you've had this sense of oppression and, 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 and like it, I suppose it's talking to that a bit and people that are feeling those stories directly, you know, like it's different... It's one thing talking mm-hmm. about these things, but then if you, if your black brother just got murdered by a racist mm-hmm. cop, the the level of rage the you are feeling, I couldn't even fathom. Like I, yeah, I could, I could, I couldn't fathom it at all. I mean, I have had um, friends that did experience racism. The only deep racism I ever really viscerally experienced was, and you know, now we're calling everybody out, was when I was in South India, not by my Swami, who was the most amazing human and all of the devotees that were local were so amazing, but within the culture and the cops that I've experienced, besides giving my little like fast talking black girl mouth a, a warning usually and a ticket, I haven't had those experiences. So I can say that, you know, I... Even on some levels, um, I can say I've never been um, hurt in the way um, by a police officer. But I will say that it's important to it is important to recognize the pain. I, I never try to comfort people when they're in pain. I never say it's okay. It'll be okay. I don't do that right. because the pain has to come up and it has to be processed. That's out. interesting. And it's coming out. Yeah, it has to feel. You have to feel it. There's no way if you cannot take. This is not the pharmaceutical spiritualism. This is not like, oh yeah, take a a Zoloft and you know, and and go to sleep. No, this is like bring it up and feel it, acknowledge it, feel it, feel it. Because if you allow yourself to organically feel it, it will run out. It will run its course. What you do with that though, so that you're not just a victim of the pain, is you have to decide what, how do I make my pain count. You vote, you show up. Because black people, we are notoriously terrible at voting. 
I mean, for a lot of reasons, some of them justified, some of them just, you know, they, I'm not going to judge. I don't know what it is. Um, but we, especially now, and not just black, the white young people that are like, we risked our lives through COVID to go out there in the, in the millions globally when you tally it up. Mm. We ignored all the quarantine and we're putting our lives out there. But how do we make that matter? We have to allow people to feel pain. It's like telling a woman to, when she's giving birth in contractions, just breathe. You're fine. I'll be fine. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you know, like she will break your arm if you try that shit. Literally, you know. Yes, I'm a guru with a potty mouth. I embrace my shadow. Um, but you know, it's like it really. Can you imagine telling a woman in in in, in giving birth to be to, to calm down? <laughs> well, that's what Mother Earth is doing right now through the black pain. We're in, we're giving birth to a new reality. So please don't tell people to how to like feel and express their pain. Mm. Let them feel mm. it. You know. Mm. And so I so I don't have an answer to say calm your pain down. I'm saying feel it, but make it up. Like make it um, make it be the healing too. So use it as your weapon mm. into to change the system applicably. Forgiveness, applicable forgiveness, applicable compassion needs to actually then get to put on your big girl pants or big boy pants and go and vote. Um, put get a robo robo, you know those robocall peep things for yeah. the and put it on your those apps and well you know those robocalls in the US when it's political season they call you all the politicians are calling you we need to robocall all our politicians back on this in our local communities and be like or oh, we can I'm willing to tag team and we I call for three hours nonstop and if they don't pick up you call or we show up oh, at the yeah, office yeah, we need yeah. to change bully the them as if killer so mind talks it bully yeah, yeah bully yeah. them Use your pain, feel your pain, and don't, but don't turn your pain against you at the end of the day, because what we need with, especially, I'm talking to the black community, this is important. We need the support, and we're so grateful for the support we're getting. We, white people don't know how to change. They're saying, we're sorry, we're marching with you. Tell us what to do. Show us. So we now need to say, okay, well, I'll show you. Let me give you some ideas. Let me, let, let's meet at the a town hall meetings. Because they're like, we're protesting. We're sorry. We're on the streets with you. Can you show us the way? Because we clearly have been, let, we, we, we've gotten lost. Mm. So we have the responsibility now to direct the support and give them legislation that we want to pass, um, uh, meet, have town hall meetings, mm. Um, have Zoom town hall meetings. Um, complete, you know, like I'm meeting with someone in next week to talk about um, the education system and how we can incorporate. Because in Georgia, in particular, right before just the la this is all happening, Georgia in particular was about to cut the curriculum, was to change the curriculum and dumb it down even more to include almost no African history, minus like maybe like. Um, uh, Harriet Tubman, basically, mm -hmm. and Martin Luther. Mm -hmm. It's like slave, re um, revolutionary, murdered. That's it. There you go. <laughs> Happy, you know, we're, we're free. That was really how almost as bad. And I know this because I've, I've, I've had interviews with them um, and I've had discussions about this with the administrators in some of the, the, the systems here. So we need to change those things. Um, use your pain. Feel your pain. Don't feel angry. I mean, I, I churn it up. But use the attention that we have now, because the, the world is asking us 
they're asking us. They're like, we're so sorry. We're changing. We're out here putting our lives as well on the on the line mm-hmm. now with this COVID epidemic. However you feel, whatever you think the cause of COVID is, 5G, I don't even care. Mm-hmm. The point is, is that people are out here to support us and they're hearing us. And um, and we agreed to like be the you know also the victims in a soul level, so that we can collectively bring our souls together to make change. Mm-hmm. So feel your pain, but make make the change, make the pain work for you for change. Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing. Um, have you, you your friends with Andrew Young? Have you who's close to? Um, was close to Martin Luther King. Yeah, he was his right-hand man. Mm-hmm. Have you spoken to him at all during this time or heard from him? No, because, I mean, everybody is speaking to him at this time. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a very heavy time for everybody. So, no, I, I have respected that space. Mm-hmm. Because what one of the things that I love about this period, too, it's making everybody, um, you know, Dwayne Johnson, I saw him um, uh, in, a, in a video, uh, and he, uh, he said it so well when he said it's time to be your own leaders. And that's the whole point, you know, it's dismantling old governmental system, which government just simply means mind control, mm-hmm. is to really start um, um, being your, you know, taking your own authority, your own original thought, your own original heart um, and sound and, and, and applying that. Um, and so it's right now, this is what's really amazing, is that this is a really good time, as, 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 as Dwayne said, to it's right now because in an absence of a leader, Thank God, because we don't, you know, that's important because the people needed to realize we could lead ourselves through change. Mm. It's important to, so back to the point of that, you know, Andrew Young, in absence of me not being able to reach him because he's really full right mm. now, um, is a matter of all of us now need to say, well, am I a leader? Yeah, I feel very, I've never felt more, I've never felt more like I'm a leader because I'm leading myself. I don't know what Jeremy's doing, but I know what I'm doing. Jeremy doesn't know what Evelyn's doing, but he's doing this. And individually, um, uh, so we don't get overwhelmed, first of all, because otherwise it's overwhelming to find the things that you personally can do to be a leader for yourself. Mm, mm. And then that that morphs out into the rest of the community. And that's what we're doing through Donald Trump. We're confronting our shadow and it's right in our face. It's right in our face. No, but back to the talking about these difficult um, conversations. My my one of my best friends is a yogi and an, an amazing shaman as well. And we I helped her. We we did a, a we co-hosted. Um, well, she really did this amazing job co-hosting this event where um, primarily for a white audience. We did a Zoom meditation on talking about this because um, they actually approached us and asked us of these women, how do we um, help? Can you help us? talk about how to heal white privilege and which is a very you know was a very like honest request and there was a lot of crying you know through this you know it was very honest we need to talk mm-hmm. about a lot of things and yeah those all those things are relevant you mm-hmm. have to deal with mm-hmm. that and and that's what's the importance is like I really the gratitude I have for the protesters and for those of us that are not protesting like the legislators the the lawyers the people that are at home thinking I have a little baby and I can't do anything because I don't have a sitter because the schools are closed we yeah. can all do something we can all do something and and my friend is now literally a T-Mobile she owns you know well your other little cho- your other chocolate <laughs> sister who's older than me yeah, Kelly Kelly is at was at T she was at T-Mobile today getting them to commit to um uh, giving or donating buses to how, take people to vote. 
because in from the low the, wow, the communities where people don't have easy access to transportation, we can all we can all do stuff. Like I'm talking to somebody that and and, and we're we we I've done the um, the African history before colonization lectures and one of the the initiatives we were taking on but we didn't uh, we haven't completed which now this is the perfect time is to um force the states to include african history before colonization in the school mm -hmm. curriculum and to take away um history um as a mandate um from the the hands of the the desk mm -hmm. of the politician and back under the administration of mm -hmm. education mm -hmm. in the u.s and so these are the things we can all do something. If nothing else, you can, if, if you do nothing else, if you can do nothing else, can I ask for whoever's listening, yourself included, Jeremy, this is a practice I did with my nieces and nephews that are all different ages. When all of this was happening, I spent some time with my family because that was so important to me. I bought them journals and I told them to write down December 31st, 2020 write down a wish that you would like to come true on that day that you will know will have happened about all of this. My niece who's eight wrote peace for the world and my family and the dog. <laughs> and the dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's, I, I am not mad at her game. You so know? Sweet. It's about self too, you know? And so um, I say to say, have a mm. vision that you can anchor the protest and the pain. We need to take that because energy doesn't choose. It goes for whatever, wherever our attention goes is where that energy is going to go to mm. create something. Let's take this energy and anchor it into a dream. Martin Luther did. I, I love to joke and I tell my friends, but I mean, it, I'm very serious. Martin Luther didn't just get killed because he was black. He got killed because he knew the power of dreaming mm. and dreaming your future. We have to all, if you do nothing else, when you listen to this podcast, is get a journal and literally write down December 31st, 2020, what do you want to have happened from this time mm -hmm. we're in right now? That way, there will be a final, you, you will anchor the energy into a destination, mm -hmm. um, a world of peace, if you if you want to jump ahead and do December thirty uh, first, 2021, I would like to see some change start happening sustainably by this year. So my I anchored mm -hmm. my expectation on that day, and I asked everybody to do that. If we can all dream one dream of unity on that day by writing it down and anchoring this this revolution energy, we will see a shift that will be cosmic. We will think aliens actually landed here <laughs> so that's 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 an easy practice if you do nothing else your main your the gift you can give us all is to write down a dream for december 31st 2020 write it down in a journal or a piece of paper put it in the bottom of your underwear drawer it doesn't matter but just make that happen for us and we will have a direction for the energy to go to Thank you, Ev. That's a beautiful place to wrap it. Thank you for sharing everything you have. and Such a pleasure. Such an honor. Truly invaluable. And I believe it will be wonderful for people to hear. Yes. Well, <laughs> namaste. Happy namaste. apocalypse, everybody. <laughs> um, you know, make sure you're taking your vitamins, drink lots of water, you know, whatever you need to do. Stay Read the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Stay hydrated through the fucking the, the, the hells. 
Stay hydrated because the fire is turning up. Oh my gosh, it is the apocalypse for real. Fire and brimstone. No, no lie. <laughs> Fuck, you know, man. It's been amazing, Ev. I love you so amazing. much. Always. I love you so much. Okay, darling. All right.